Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 50. Hello, beautiful people. This is Harry Duran, founder of Fullcast, host of Podcast Junkies, and you're listening to one of the best shows on networking. Build your network with the incredible Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first... If you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, Beats headphones, etc., etc., then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. 
And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Harry Duran. Harry is founder of Fullcast, a full-service, done-for-you podcast production and marketing consultancy. He helps six-figure entrepreneurs amplify their authority and extend their reach to the power of podcasting. As host of the popular podcast junkies on iTunes for the past three years, Harry has had conversations with a wide array of interesting and engaging podcasters. Some of his most memorable guests have included Mark Marin, executive producer Brendan McDonald, Lee Tao, host of Strangers, Helen Zaltzman, host of The Illusionist, and Jordan Harbinger, host of The Art of Charm, just to name a few. Harry's given talks at podcasting conferences on the importance of finding your voice and the importance of long-term engagement with your podcast guests. Harry shares lessons learned from his first 25 interviews in his first book, Around the Podcast Campfire, Conversations with Engaging Podcasters. Harry, thank you so much for coming to the show today, man. Why don't you go ahead and expound a little bit on the intro and then tell us more about yourself. Hey, Travis, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So, yeah, you pretty much covered a lot of it there in the intro. And I think, you know, it's all that has led to what I do now in, with my business, Fullcast, the Done For You podcasting service. And it's been a result of the journey I've gone on since that moment when I decided to actually start my own podcast. So tell us about right before you got into podcasting. It's obviously a relatively new platform, a new medium. What were you doing before then? Well, the way I like to tell the story, Travis, is for like the majority of my lifetime, I've been listening to a lot of people's voices, right? Like when I was a teenager, like my dad's voice, hey, you got to go to college. And you know that actually never came to fruition because I took my first like a suit wearing job at Chase Bank. And then at that time, I had a boss and his voice was like, hey, your six figure salary now puts you in the top 10% of all income earners. And then I would always have this entrepreneurial itch I wanted to scratch. And when the dot com craze came around, I left the job to go work with a friend of mine and he had, it was a dot-com startup and I took like an unpaid position. I cashed out my 401k to zero and it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the last time. So then needless to say, that didn't pan out. And then I went back to my corporate job, but still had that bug. I still had that itch. And so then finally, it was another voice, my half brother. He convinced me to move down to Atlanta to take on a job of all things with his construction company. Oh, as, really? a, as a GM. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll give it a shot. I tried that for two years. And then there's, there's that old adage of like, working with family because it was two years later that I was back on a plane, like the tail between my legs, forced to live with my parents at 34. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, like I'm sure many of your listeners can relate, but you spend more time listening to other people's voices while ignoring your own. Yeah. So true. <laughs> And I was like, man, what am I doing here? So then, uh, you know, my call my corporate godfather I ended up working for him like three or four times. He got me another job. So I got stability back again and back in cubicle life. But the itch was there. And so in 2014, I went to New Media Expo and it was in Las Vegas. I was working on some mobile app, another one of my harebrained schemes. I was working on a mobile app for electronic music fans called Know Your DJ. And I was going to interview like DJs and I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And when I got to New Media Expo, I realized, wow, it's going to be hard to get in touch with these as my guests. And then I saw all these podcasters there and I was like, whoa, like, what if I started a show and I talked to them sort of like inside the actor studio, except it's podcasters. Hmm. Hmm. So you're at a corporate job at this point, right? Yes. So you're still at your corporate job. When did you make the transition and how were you able to do that? So... I know you've referenced so many great thinkers and quoted so many people on the show before and your guests have as well. But Jim Rohn is one of the ones that stands out a lot, I might imagine, because of his quote about 
you are the some of the five people you most associate yourself with. And I had the podcast and I was producing and I was making great connections. I make it a point to do a, a Skype video interview. So I have that one to one FaceTime for at least an hour. And that does wonders to help you build connections with your guests. Mm. But I went to go see a coach. He's a coach of coaches. His name is Taki Moore. And he had a, a two-day event here in Los Angeles in Santa Monica. And I went there and I realized that was going to be my teacher. I just didn't know what business he was going to help me build. And it's just when, I guess, when the student is ready, the teacher appears sort of thing. And and I realized when I, just the little that I got to experience in those two days, the people who were in those room, in that room were already doing good things and big things. And I needed to be around those people because I need them to help lift me up and see what was possible as opposed to the group that I was with before. You know, if you all you know is corporate life and you, people talk to you about entrepreneurs, you just scratch your head and you're like, what? You mean like a lemonade stand or a paper route? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or one of those like, MLMs. oh, yeah, yeah, Amway or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, but when you're out there, I, and then I look back fondly and not so fondly sometimes at corporate life and it's just like your mindset, your the way you think about things a thousand percent different just the way you look at business your how your comfort level with failure yeah just all these things are just completely completely transfigured in terms of how you think about them yeah and this episode of the show is brought to you by indeed we are driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all it's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Picking apart that story you just told, there's a couple of different times where you mentioned how important the influence of somebody was because not everybody listens to the show is an entrepreneur and some of the people out there that really want to advance in corporate life and get that six-figure salary that you had, it sounds like that there was one guy that really helped you do all of that, a mentor, somebody that you could go back to and say, hey, I need a job. Can you help me out? And can you tell us about that relationship? Yeah, his name is David David Fleischel. He's 
<laughs> I mean, I jokingly and not so jokingly called him my corporate godfather because <laughs> I ended up working for him probably five different times in like three different companies. And in the beginning, you know, I proved myself. I literally started like as a bank teller. And then I moved up to like the special services bank teller. And I would just always, it's really interesting, this story, Travis, I haven't told in a long time, but they wanted at the bank that time, I think it was Manufacturers Hanover, they wanted us to start greeting customers by name. And I'm just like, I have this OCD tendency and I like to like keep things organized. So as I would get the clients coming in, I was already on the window where they either had their company name or their business name on their check. So I'd start making a list of all these people. So this is the company name and this is the person's name. And then as they would come to the window, I'd be greeting them like, hey, Sally, hey, John, hey, whatever. Yeah. And my boss noticed that. And he's like, what is this list? And he's like, oh, you know, you told us to remember the person's name. And so I thought this was the best way. And he was just like blown away <laughs> yeah, yeah, by that list. And he's like, and then he offered me a job on the sales floor like a couple of weeks later. And then he left to do another business, like a startup within the bank. And he took me on that because he could just spot, he knew that I had an eye for attention to detail and, uh, you know, with some proper coaching that he'd be able to help me grow. And, and he was right because he sort of believed in me before I did. And then later on, I, as I would have conversations with him about, you know, why do you always look to me or why do you think that I can do this? Because he would put me in some jobs where I wasn't clearly wasn't ready for them, mm. but he knew I had a core skill set that I, I could learn my way into the job. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, Harry, he's like, it's better to hire who you know based on your relationship, because you know what you're going to get, you know, their work ethic, you know what they're capable of, you know, how you work with them. And, you know, as good as a, as a resume looks to managers who are hiring, if you don't know anything about the person, like, you know, some people are just amazing at writing resumes now with all the services online. I mean, it's not that hard to make a resume look good. Right. right. Uh, and I think where people get stuck is where they have to actually go in and demonstrate that they have that skill set. But even then, you know, that some people are just good interviewers as well. So I really right. took that to heart. And it's been the basis for a lot of the business relationships and friendships I've had. You know, just I'd rather work with someone whose work ethic I'm already familiar with. That's, I love so much about that. So taking that philosophy with you into the business world, you find this mentorship with a guy. You just you don't know how it exactly it's going to work out, but you know that this is somebody that's going to help you take it to the next level, so to speak. Can you walk us through exactly what happened when you started a cultivating relationship with that particular mentor? Yeah, his name is Taki Moore, and you know, he's, he's had just as much of an impact on me because I really wasn't that familiar with the world of coaching. So if you can imagine you're coming out of corporate America and just wrapping your head around being an entrepreneur is, is just one thing, and that's enough to keep you busy for the next year or two. Right. You know, just websites and marketing, and you got a MailChimp and emails and just even the basics sometimes. Forget the more technical stuff like landing pages and webinars right. and that sort of stuff. Just even the 101, like, what do you do? How do I represent myself? How do I sell myself online? And then to find this other world of coaches and to make it even more meta, he's a coach of coaches. So he actually helps coaches who coach other people in, in other industries. So his clients coach chiropractors, they coach lawyers, they coach gym owners, you know, they coach people like me who have a service-based business. Yeah. But he, so he gives us the framework, which is fascinating because you get the framework and you can apply that framework into your coaching practice so that you're teaching them like the basics and then you just tailor it to your specific industry. But what I just thought was so interesting was that his approach to in two days, he gave you so much content over delivered. I think I paid $200 for the two days. And then he shows us how there's opportunities to continue the engagement with him at different levels. And it's just fascinating to watch both as someone who's a participant, but also for my business as well, because it's almost like everything that he does with us and he, and he works with us 
now take that lessons and I and I do that when I'm working with my clients. So it's just been fascinating because you know you need to be always working with someone who's interested in what's the latest and greatest in your industry. And I've heard someone say that if you have a coach who doesn't have a coach, then you need to get a new coach because you know the common example is Tiger Woods, obviously, right? He always continues to have his coach, but there's. You know, there's always new ways of engaging with customers, developing relationships with customers, onboarding, selling, marketing. And if you're not working with someone who's at the cutting edge of what's working, what's not, and is actually demonstrating that this providing value in their business, I think you'd have to be watching a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. Did you have, when you were first coming into the entrepreneurial world and like really started getting into personal development as far as coaching programs, events, books, whatever, did you kind of balk at some of the prices that people were charging for their time as far as like coaching services and stuff like that? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that, that was one of the other things that like, I feel that people don't wrap their minds around very, you know what I mean? Like when you're at a corporate job, you just have trainings, you know, like you yeah. go to trainings and then you get the knowledge that you need for your job and then you go back and the company pays for everything and all that stuff. But then when you're out doing it on your own and you want to learn something, you want to go talk to somebody who does it, but then it's like, oh, that's not free. <laughs> that actually costs a decent amount of money. It's such an interesting world. I'm glad you brought it up because that was my exact experience. I think at the time, I think his program's higher now, but it was in the neighborhood of $1,500 a month, and which was an astronomical amount to think that I, I would be paying to someone on a monthly basis. And I was like, what are you going to, wait, 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 what? What are you going to give me? Like, what do I get? Like, I'm going to, wait, I'm going to give you $1,500 and you're going to give me like your teachings. Like it was, yeah. like, it was when you think about it, you am know? I paying for a friend here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what right. is physically being transferred here? Yeah, exactly. And it's this whole idea of intellectual property. And it's just, as you spend more and more time in it, you know, now I can laugh about it because I have programs that cost more than that. And I was like, it's so interesting because I heard someone say that when you hear someone mention a high ticket offer, your initial reaction to that is indicative of where you are and your ability to charge that much for your services. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. It really opens you up to possibilities too. It really like gets you thinking like, at least for me, it did. When, when I paid for that, my, the first like really large investment, it was for John Lee Dumas's mastermind at his house in Puerto Rico, yeah. which I know I've mentioned on the show a few times, but it was about six, it was 6,500 for the mastermind. And then I had to pay for the plane ticket out to Puerto Rico or whatever. Plus you're taking three or four days off of making money. So there's that to consider, but 7,500 to 8,000 bucks or so out of pocket. And I remember when I paid that much money, it gave me all that other perspectives, like what we we're just talking about, but it also made me realize what's possible in the online world if you put in the work the fact i was sitting there thinking like man you can, like this guy can charge that much money and get people to actually do it like that's oh, incredible yeah. to me that honestly just made me more excited about it because i was just like man i want to get to the point where i have enough knowledge and enough connections and enough experience to be able to charge somebody that much money and over deliver on value still because i think he did i think he over delivered on the value that i got for what i paid i got more more than enough value out of the whole experience so to be able to charge somebody that much money and then be able to over deliver on the value still was just like, wow, this is possible. Like, this is going to be something big. Yeah. And the types of relationships you develop with people at that level, Travis, is so interesting. And there's some psychology going on because 
I did a, a two-day event, and I, it was a high-priced item for offer for two-day with working with me side by side in San Diego. The woman that took me up on the offer, like at the end of day one, she was like, "I already got my value. We're not even done." And she's like, "You totally over-delivered." I had a, a workbook, and it was she was just like blown away. And I was like, "Good," because you know, I want that's the exact reaction you want. You never want people to be like <laughs> at the end of day two, like, "I'm not sure what I just Is paid this for." It? <laughs> <laughs> Is there another day? Is there a secret day? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the last, re that's the last reaction you want to have. Did you, when you were putting that event together, did you feel underqualified when you were charging the amount of money that you were charging? Like, did it surprise you when she came up to you at the end of day one and, and said, man, I feel like I've already gotten all the value I need. Initially. Yeah. But when I, think about it you know so we we so much like uh, undersell ourselves in terms of what we're capable and you know this speaks to imposter syndrome mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i don't think we give ourselves enough credit i've been podcasting almost four years now and you know i've got tons of corporate experience as well so it would only make sense that i would be a applying all of those learnings all of that intellectual property and packaging it up in in a way that people who haven't been on my journey would appreciate and right. say wow, like you're going to save me so much time. And I did not know like any of those things, especially if you run in these circles where, you know, entrepreneurs or podcasters. And we think like we tell our podcasting friends that are entrepreneurial friends and they're like, oh yeah, I knew about that. But we just have to get out of this little bubble. And then we exactly. realize, wow, yep. there's people that really need our help. And I could be teaching the same thing or providing the same thing that 10 other people are providing, but I just have an abundance mindset. I'm like, we got plenty, plenty of work out there for everyone. And if you add value and then you, you lead with your personality, then there's going to be a unique subset of people that are going to be attracted specifically to you. And they're going to be happy to like pay you for your services. Right. Right. That's so, so important. And having, that was the whole point I was trying to draw out of you was, was don't sell yourself short on what your life experience has brought you to. Cause I, I dealt with the same thing. I still do deal with it on, you know, on a daily basis of, you know, why would people listen to what I put out? Why would people consume my content when there's better thought leaders out there? And the fact is that we all have different stories. We all have unique stories. And one thing that, that one of my mentors told me was that people often wait too long to turn around and teach what they've learned. You know, they spend mm -hmm. a lot of money on investing in themselves on learning and all this other stuff, but then they still feel underqualified because they're not the person speaking on stage. Don't sell yourself short, get rid of that imposter syndrome, do something that stretches you. I think it'll always, it'll always turn out good for you. And if you pr end up putting a product out there and nobody buys it, then workshop it. Like, don't just give up on it, <laughs> you know, come back around, circle back around and figure out a better way to add more value to people. Harry, I want to talk a lot about networking. Now we we've kind of been touching on it throughout this conversation so far. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I really think you can't have one without the other. They almost work synergistically because when you think about who you know, like what they say about luck is when opportunity meets preparation. So it's kind of that combination of the yin and the yang. So you have to be able to present to who, you know, what it is that you know. And when you have something that's just solid gold and you know that people will benefit from it, if you can't get it in, into your network and propagate it out there, then it's really not going to do, it's not going to reach the amount of people it can. Hmm. That's very, very insightful. They go together so much. They go hand in hand so much. And if you don't know anybody, then you're not going to have any opportunities to apply what you know. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know anything, then what are you going to do when you yeah. meet people? <laughs> you know? Exactly. But anyway, as we kind of keep talking about this particular subject here, Harry, can you tell us a story about a time when 
a connection in your life led to a particular moment of success that you remember? Yeah, I would have to say something I touched upon earlier, just finding out. It's so funny when you try to tease apart the steps that lead to you to meeting a certain person or, or being introduced to a certain teacher. And so I mentioned talking more earlier, but that was because I had been listening to James Shramko's podcast and I saw and I took a chance with one of his small groups. So you know, in terms of someone who's made the biggest influence, it's through James Shramko meeting Taki just by happenstance and going to go see him for two days and just resonating with him as a teacher and then realizing that, you know, if I just followed the frameworks and, and did gave work through the guidelines that he gave us, then I could have success. And that's what's happened so far. And it's just opened my eyes to different ways of building a business and even connecting me to other people who are within that mastermind who do just incredibly amazing things. I didn't, you know, they're talking about seven figure and eight figure businesses now. And it's just like impressive to watch, but it's important because it shows me the power of what's possible. Right, right. It's so sitting down with people like that. Sometimes it just raises the level of conversation. When you're around people like that, who are talking about their seven and eight figure businesses, and you're just working on what you're trying to work on, just the level of conversation that happens when you're around people like that, to me is always really, really incredible. Without those mentorships that you're talking about, even back in your corporate career, how far behind in business and life financially do you think that you would be if you had never cultivated those relationships? Yeah, I definitely find it hard to think that I would have the business I currently have. You know, granted, it's just realizing that you need to quickly find out what it is you don't know and surround yourself with a community that can get you there. And if, if I had just been trying to do it on my own or watching, like I said, the YouTube videos or trying to read blogs, I mean, we get into this one of the things Taki likes to say is we focus on just-in-case learning instead of just-in-time learning. And this is really important because we try to consume so much content. So I think that's where I would have been. I'm like, well, let me just watch this just-in-case and just-in-case and just-in-case and just really never get anything done. So now I'm really focused on how I spend my time and I'm more focused on the just-in-time learning. What is it that I need to learn to get me specifically? And so that's something, I think, a skill set that I wouldn't have had I not learned it from a coach like him. So with it being that important, that crucial to your success, do you think that there's a particular reason that a lot of people just don't network, that they don't spend time building their inner circle? Do you think there's a reason for that? Fear. Fear of putting yourself yeah. out there or... I, well, there's the money fear, right? There's just like, no way, like I'm going to get like totally hoodwinked by this guy. He's going right. to take my money. I'm not going to learn anything. What could he possibly have to teach me? I could learn it on my own. So it's just like this scarcity mindset, you know, just really like, how can I actually pay someone to do this? I could learn this, just a whole lot of things going on there. I'm sure psychologically, like you need your ego checked as well, because you obviously don't know everything or you would be at success. Right, so just right. get over yourself and just realize like you have a lot to learn. And I just think most people think they can do it on their own or they don't try to find, try to always like up their game and saying, okay, where are my weakness? You know, where are my weakest in and what could I use more help in if I want to grow my business? You know, maybe I'm great at websites. That's fine. But then as you start to do that, okay, I need to understand what a landing page is and what a marketing funnel is, how to sell from a webinar and how to sell from a, a sales call, how to sell from a strategy session, just like all these different marketing terms and ways of writing copy and headlines. It's just fascinating. Like the more you invest in yourself and learn, and I think if you just take the time and, and see it as an ongoing education, 
then you'll always be building yourself up and your business. Yeah, I think understanding the fact that time is our most valuable asset and money is not was yeah. probably the biggest game changer in my willingness to spend money on stuff like mentorships or masterminds mm -hmm. or events or conferences because it's truly what it is is that you can always make more money you can always find a way to replenish your bank account after you've spent money on something regardless of if you got value from it or not now that doesn't mean to not do your due diligence and figure out if this is going to be a good fit for you if you're going to spend a large amount of money but if an opportunity presents itself where a lot of money is needed to be spent on something like a mastermind or a mentorship or something you can't discount the kind of value that you're going to be receiving during that time that's literally going to shorten the runway for your business it might even be the difference between your business succeeding and your business failing everybody has like a tolerance right like yeah. you know that they can go a certain amount of time in failure and before they give up maybe for somebody that has a shorter window and they're going at this business for two or three years and then year four they're like man screw this it's just too much i can't do it and they quit but if they would have hired a mentor at year two that would have helped them shorten that runway from a five-year success time to a three-year success time, it could be the entire difference between your business making it and not making it. Just because you were a little timid of spending a few thousand dollars that can be made back and will be made back. So I think that's a fantastic point to bring up. Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, Jason Gaynard's story about how he got Tim Ferriss to speak at his first conference? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's uh, just a short version. He invested, I think, is in a book option like tim had a book like buy ten thousand books or some crazy like eighty thousand dollar <laughs> ticket and you know jason because he started building up his network had enough people to help him pay for that and as a result he had a connection with tim ferris and that just led to what's now known as mastermind talks which is it's now invite only you can't even <laughs> apply right. it's just yeah. high price ticket but he's, he just keeps continuously killing it with that event but uh, yeah that he told that story in one of his podcasts crazy crazy that is not a small amount of money. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you had to choose one networking tip, Harry, boil it down to just one thing, whether it's a concept or a philosophy or just a tip, what would that one thing be? I was thinking about this and I was trying to think of a phrase that encapsulated it perfectly. It's this idea of uh, soaking in the importance of every connection and one of the best examples is like when you're at a conference and you're talking to someone and then inevitably you could be eye to eye, but you're sort of looking over his shoulder or her shoulder <laughs> mm. and there's other someone else going by, another contact that you thought you could have made or someone that you wanted to see or someone that you planned to see. And the minute you do that, you just lose the ability to get the most out of the conversation that you're in right now, which is a guarantee like this is happening, like this is you have this person's attention for the next five or 10 minutes rather than that future attention that you think you might have about that from that person that's walking, you know, quickly walking away from you. So really soak in like the importance of the conversation that you're having at that moment in time and give that person your all. And we can do this on a podcast conversation, right? We can make sure that we're focused on what this person is saying to us at this specific moment in time and what from what they're saying, can I, you know, get the most value from and learn something from. Because, you know, we like to just passively listen. And I think the more right. we actively listen and make that connection and demonstrate to the person that they are, in fact, the most important thing to you in, in these next few minutes, I think that goes a long way towards developing stronger 
interactions. I love that. I love that tip. That's one I have not heard on the show before, but I really, really do like that one because that's happened to me at events on both sides when I've been talking to somebody and somebody walks by that I've been meaning to meet for a while and my attention immediately goes on that person and I lose mm -hmm. focus on the conversation that I'm having. And then I've also had it done to me where I can tell somebody's looking at somebody else, not listening to what I'm saying anymore. And you're totally right. It takes the relationship that you're trying to build right there and makes it really, really shallow and makes it feel mm -hmm. like, oh, it's unimportant compared to this other thing I could be doing right now. And people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. And if you make somebody feel like that, then chances are they're probably not going to sign up for your next course or webinar. <laughs> exactly. Um, but not, not that the end goal is selling somebody anyway, but they're probably not going to respond when you're trying to introduce them to somebody or something. It's oh, just yeah. always going to be something that they remember. Every person that you're talking to deserves a hundred percent of the attention that you have to give at that moment. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. We're going to go ahead and transition into something I like to call the random round, which just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready, Harry? I'm ready. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? That's easy. Uh, Globetrotting electronic music DJ. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Nikola Tesla. I just, I've read his autobiography and I think he's an absolutely way, like a hundred years ahead of his own, of his own time, like a fascinating mind to, to just pick apart. How do you like to learn best books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? I think hands down, I got to say it's podcasting <laughs> just because I'm so immersed in it and I've been so impressed with just the level of knowledge you can gain from these episodes. Tell me one of your favorite podcasts. I'm really into learning like what the old school marketers are doing and someone that I'm, I admire is Dean Jackson. And so he's got a podcast called More Cheese, Less Whiskers. And it's just fascinating because he essentially does on air consultations and he and people come at him with all kinds of businesses, like literally like vinyl siding, real estate, like it could be anything. Like mm -hmm. I think one was a restaurant and he, every single one, he's got like gold nuggets of information on how to market themselves better. And it's just fascinating, and especially just to get out of your own business and or your own industry and see how people in other industries do it. It's, it's really fun to listen to. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. So about 30 minute meditation when I wake up, I have uh, intentions that I read out every morning. I try to get in at least a little bit of physical activity. You know, even five minutes is always good. And that was reiterated, I think, in Tools for Titans by Tim. I was just reading that as well. Yeah. And then have breakfast and then just get ready for the day. What is your go-to pump-up song? Star Guitar by Chemical Brothers. What are you not very good at? I'm getting better, but I used to have big time shiny object syndrome <laughs> and just, you know, seeing, especially when you start getting all these newsletters in your inbox and you're like, Oh, maybe I can do that and try that and make money off that and a $49 book or a $5,000 course. And as we all know, that doesn't get us anywhere. So just realizing I need to have my blinders on and running my own race has been an improvement. Awesome. As we get everything wrapped up here, Harry, what is one place where we'll be able to find you the most? So you can look for me on Facebook. And it's just look for Harry Duran. There's pages there for a couple of the groups that I run. And I'm, I try to be pretty consistent with posting content there as well. And then the website is fullcast.co. Perfect. Perfect. And then you're going to be setting a podcast checklist there. Is that right as well? Uh, fullcast.co forward slash Travis. For anybody listening to the show, head over to fullcast.co slash Travis to pick up 
that free gift from Harry. And then if you want to check out all of his social stuff, go look for him on Facebook. That's Harry Duran, D-U-R-A-N, and connect with him there. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Harry. I had a lot of fun with you. Thanks so much, Travis. Had a blast. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.